0: from Matthew 28, verses 16 to 20. It's on page 1011 of your Pew Bibles. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to
1: God. Let's pray, shall we? Be glorified in me, be glorified. Be glorified in my words, Lord. Be glorified in each of us as we seek to discern what you might be saying to us in response to these words of Jesus. So work in us by your spirit, we pray. Amen. Well, good morning. And this morning we're, uh, we're setting aside uh, Team Corbyn. And uh, for a few moments we'll forget about uh, Team Teresa and a new cabinet being formed. And uh, our focus this morning is going to be on, initially at least, on uh, Team Galilee. And uh, they've been specially recruited by the boss, by personal invitation. They've undergone some pretty intensive training, both behind closed doors and also in the public arena. They've been honed in the art of two-by-two ministry. They've faced minor skirmishes with the opposition. And they've been uh, castigated for their failings, but encouraged as to their potential. And here they are, ready for the biggest challenge yet. The boss is taking a different role upstairs, and they've been given a bit more freedom to express themselves. Now this uh, image needs correcting a little bit because they've lost one member due to uh, an unfortunate misjudgment. So uh, we'll rule him out if we can. There we go. They're down to 11. But 11's not a bad number for a team, I thought. 15 is better, No comment. <laughs> on, on saying that, they might not be your um, first choice players. Um, They're prone to falling asleep on the job, Uh, some of them rather too impetuous for their own good, others are a little bit unsure of themselves. In fact, they're, as you can see, rather a motley crew. In sporting terms, they're more likely to be relegation candidates than challenging for top honours. They might need a few big-money summer signings to bolster their ranks. But here they are, they're all lined up and ready to go. And there's one final team talk from the big man. As for Team Galilee, so for us, Team Christchurch. The same boss, similar weaknesses, a level of training and coaching, and hearing the boss's call. Go and make disciples of all nations baptising them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Very familiar words, I'm sure, to many of us, but rather daunting words nonetheless. A nice easy one, really. It's on a par with get out there and win the Premiership, the Champions League, and the World Club Championship in the next two seasons. This is surely Jesus' most significant call to action. But the question is, are we up for it? And it's a message for all of us. You see, there's no room for selective hearing on this one. Whatever our age, whatever our political allegiance, however long we've been Christians, whatever our social standing or family circumstances, whatever our gifting, Jesus calls us to go. And it's very striking that as the disciples gathered on this mountain, we're told that they worshipped him, but some doubted. And yet Jesus addresses all of them, including the doubters. All of them are commissioned for service. You'd think he might say, okay, if you're not really sure about things at the moment, hold off for a bit, stay back here, and maybe go later when you feel a bit more confident. Or maybe he should have said, Simon Peter, you've got a big mouth, you go out there, you go. And the others can learn from your example and then follow on afterwards. There's no room for excuses. We had our first of four come and see sessions on uh, Tuesday evening here in church. And it's great to see many folks uh, here with us. Do come along to the next three. And one of the things we looked at was um, a list of excuses that we can easily come up with for not inviting others to church or not sharing our faith. Um, Entitled, The Twelve Nays of Christmas. Um, Originally, it was um, something put together by a guy called Michael Harvey, who'd been doing some research, and he'd uh, come up with these 12 excuses that people have for not inviting people to things like Christmas services. Hence the Twelve Nays of Christmas title. And as we talked on Tuesday night, we were aware that, you know, for, probably for all of us, there were some of those um, excuses, those nays that uh, apply to us. We might lack confidence. We might have doubts. But Jesus still says, go. Not just some of you, but all of you. And whilst this specific commission in Matthew 28 is addressed to the 11 disciples, we know from the whole scope of New Testament teaching that it's a commission to all God's people to make disciples, drawing others to be followers of Christ, growing in relationship with Him. And so, three fairly obvious things to comment on. First of all, we go as an act of obedience. I don't know about you, but I don't really like being told what to do. And when people do ask us to do things, maybe we question their motives. Or maybe we just value our own independence too much, or we're just so self-reliant that we're not so sure about following the commands of others, the instructions of others. And yet here is the Master, our Saviour, Our Lord instructing us. Surely we want to take note. The one who died for us and rose again victorious. So we go as an act of obedience. Secondly, we go under Christ's authority. Plenty of people might tell us what to do, but there are some we should take more notice of than others. And it's an authority given to him by his heavenly father. He says, all authority has been given to me. When Jesus came to earth, he uh, lived as fully God, but fully man. And we're told in Philippians chapter 2, verse 7, he made himself nothing in order to live as a human being on earth. He experienced human longings and temptations. But something we see throughout his ministry on earth was that retention of his authority. We see it in his healings, his miracles, through his teaching, through his encounters with the spiritual world. And we recognise that being under Christ's authority is both a privilege and a responsibility. One that must surely give us courage as we're called to go. So we go under Christ's authority. And thirdly, and most importantly, we know we go knowing that God is with us. I am with you always to the very end of the age. And in fact, on this Trinity Sunday morning, it's good for us to remember that God the Father is with us, our creator and sustainer. He's made us for good works, to express ourselves in lives of worship and service. He is for us. He is with us. That God the Son is with us, our Saviour, Redeemer and Lord, interceding for us at God's right hand, rooting for us, spurring us on. And that God the Spirit is with us, the Helper, the Encourager, empowering us, equipping us as God's people, equipping us to serve, equipping us to share the good news of Christ. When a team goes out onto a football pitch or any other sports field, the coach can't go with them. He can only shout and cajole from the sidelines. In fact, I'm sure we've seen many images of football matches or other big sporting events, maybe even rugby matches. Where the coach is by the sidelines going apoplectic as his or her team is not quite following the instructions they talked through so carefully in the changing room and on the training fields in the weeks prior to the match. But the coach can't go with them onto the pitch. And yet when we go out of these doors to face the world and fulfil this great commission, our coach goes with us and empowers us, making it up for our frailties, our doubts, our inconsistencies. And so we're called to go. We're called to go out of obedience, we're called to go under Christ's authority, and we're called to go knowing that God is with us, knowing his presence. And the significance of this commission and the importance of Jesus' call is really strongly emphasised in these few verses. Did you hear it as Helen was reading to us? All authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. All authority. Go and make disciples of all nations, teaching them to obey everything. And I am with you always. It's pretty emphatic, isn't it? Not, I am with you sometimes, or go and make disciples of the the places where the people are most like you. Or teach them to obey the nice bits, the most palatable bits. But don't worry about the tough stuff. You can leave aside the bits about denying yourselves, turning the other cheek, and sexual morality. God doesn't deal in half measures. He is all in for us and wants us to be all in for him and it can seem pretty daunting can't it as we read these words as individuals and yet we need to be reminded that we're a team team Christchurch as part of team downend of part of team uk of part of the world witness of christians team galilee did their bit in response to God's call, Jesus' call, specifically to them. And the kingdom of God was advanced through their obedience. And along with others, they saw the church established and several thousand at least becoming disciples of Jesus in a very short period of time. With the Holy Spirit's help, they were punching above their weight. And from that small and unlikely base... The church has grown and grown and Jesus' call has been heard and heeded. And Christianity remains the largest faith community in the world. And still the call goes out and still the urgency remains. And for some, go takes us to our next door neighbour. For others, it takes us to our place of work. For some, to a different culture and a different nation. We may not go far. But each of us must be open to God sending us further into his mission field. And who knows where God might be calling some of us in the months and years ahead. Let's be open to the Spirit's prompting. In every case, reliant on the Holy Spirit, empowering us and guiding us in God's ways. But to go anywhere, we simply need to take a single step. The Great Commission can seem a little bit out of reach, a bit like eating an elephant with a teaspoon. But what might that single step be for us? What what might be that first mouthful, that next mouthful, in terms of us going and being a witness for Christ? Let's just pause for a few moments, shall we, and let's just reflect individually on uh, the week that lies ahead of us, or maybe the month that lies ahead of us. Where are our feet going to take us? Who are we going to see in these next few days? Where might the opportunities be for God to use us? as part of Team Christ Church, as part of Jesus' family across the world. Just ask God to speak to us in the silence. And if a particular encounter springs to mind... situation just pray into that and ask that God might strengthen you by his spirit to be his witness in that situation Jesus, once again this morning, we hear your call, Lord. Sometimes we, we find it difficult to know how you would call us to respond. Sometimes we, like many of the disciples who doubted and were unsure, but I pray, Lord God, that like them we might respond with obedience. Acknowledging your authority and strengthened by that knowledge that wherever we go, you go with us, that you are for us, and that you will empower us to be your witnesses. We thank you for that, Lord God. So give us confidence. And this week, may we have those Holy Spirit-prompted conversations or encounters which enable others to discover more of your great love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.